Online Broadcast Network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV, the destination for TV superfans. Producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Oh, brings me back. I wish y'all could do the jump right now. Yeah, I really wish so. Uh, hey guys. Wouldn't end well. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to another undateable after show. This is season two, episode six. Had to check your notes. <laughs> Thank you for that, John. I really appreciate it. Um, a sibling rivalry walks into the bar. I'm your host, Sam Davidson. Um, we have some two very special guests with me tonight. They are writers on Undateable. Do you guys want to introduce yourselves? Sure. My name is Allison Buzma. And my name is John DeWolf. <laughs> and of course, my very beautiful and hilarious, lovely co-host here with me. Stop it. Hannah Pritchard, you guys. Well, thank you guys for tuning in. This has been an amazing season thus far. Yeah, we're oh, still. Thank you. We're still going. Yeah. Okay. Um, Music slowly fading. Yeah, slowly yeah. fading. Oh, I thought it was going to be on the whole interview. Oh, that would be awesome. That. that would be extremely distracting for me. Can you? Is this too much? Am I too close to the close, microphone? Is this bad? You know what? I think it's actually working. Okay, great. I'll just do this the whole time. It's pretty it gross. gives you control the yeah. entire time. Oh, is it gross? Yeah. You sound like a she professional. Like yeah. Well, not only are you guys writers in the show, but you are also married. And the stars of the show. No, just married. <laughs> no. <laughs> but apparently your families yeah. are stars of the show now. Yes. 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 Um, John's parents were extras this yeah. evening. My mom and my stepdad, Gary, shout out to Gare, <laughs> did extra work on tonight's... I'm going to switch cameras constantly. Did episode. Mm-hmm. Did it on tonight's episode, and they were in the bar behind Chris, Delia, mm-hmm. and they were just pretending... Not to talk. They were doing a lot of this. They were like pretending to read a magazine. My mom was like, I don't know what to do. What do I do in the scene? Because I'm like, you can't make a sound. So I gave her a fake magazine to read and she was just doing a lot of this. <laughs> she was very good at not moving, yeah. actually. Wait, a fake magazine? Yeah, it's like, from, uh, no, okay, I guess it's a real, okay, I'm an idiot, everybody. Jump on me. I'm dumb. It's a, literally a real magazine, but I meant like it's like from five years ago. Okay, so. okay. I was going to say, I'd like to see one of these fake magazines. Yeah. magazine no one, exists. Know what they're writing about. That would be kind of creepy. It's like Pleasantville-esque. No. I'd be interested to see what a fake magazine yeah. looks like. Anyways, um, we're going to recap the show, but also yeah. kind of get to know these two lovely people mm-hmm. because I really like their story and it's very interesting. Um, this episode is very Leslie heavy, you mm-hmm. know, which I like because we don't get to know her all that much throughout it's the true. rest of the episodes. Yeah. And um, she needs a date to, like, a work thing that she's doing. Uh Mm -hmm. And we know Bursky loves her a lot. Uh, I love hearing the pitch back uh, from (laughs) from other people because it's good. Like, we work on it for... We're in the room pitching it and thinking of ideas for, like, hours and hours. It's nice to hear somebody else be like, and Persky loves Leslie, and then she needs a date for the job. You're doing a great like, job. Yeah, You're like, great. Sense. Yeah. yeah. sounds good. It's coming through. It's coming <laughs> it through. It's a good great. episode. I love it. I'm really glad I'm making you guys happy. You know, <laughs> you guys are, you know, you're good at, at what you do. It's doing very well. Like, I think, I mean, the show is climbing in the ratings, but people love it. People that watch it love yeah. it. 
Anyways, um, Danny and Justin both offer to take her. She just wants a man in a suit. Mm-hmm. So Bursky goes to uh, find a suit. That's right. Which is a uh, pretty dang and, hilarious. And uh, as uh, Rick Glassman, who plays Bursky, <laughs> and I like to say, comedy ensues. Yes. <laughs> okay, you guys. He's got to go get a suit. And comedy ensues. <laughs> I like that. Why are you turning red? Am I embarrassing you already? I'm not turning red at all. <laughs> all right, I, this is nothing. Now no. you're embarrassing her now that you pointed out that you think she's turning red. Well, I also pointed out that you looked at your notes earlier, so I guess I'm a horrible guest. <laughs> I cannot. Please yeah. don't point out anything. Oh, he will. Right. I hope you do. It's well, he's right. a horrible fair. person. So that's no. You have like really good taste in men. Yeah, I, know. <laughs> I feel like I'm getting... Well, uh, Ganged up on by three gals here with a bumblebee microphone in front of me. So. That's what you get when you pick on us. But one quick thing, not going to lie, I did stalk your guys' uh, wedding photos last year, and they were absolutely oh, stunning. So thanks. I'm a big weirdo, and you're welcome. Thank you. They were taken for free, so I appreciate that. <laughs> that's awesome. Wow. That's insane. Wow. They were amazing. Okay. Thanks. So just- I helped in none of the planning, sadly. It was um, all Allison. That is shocking. <laughs> Sorry. I tried to help, and she didn't want my help. You were just, like, well, in my, the zone. It's my second marriage, so I... Yeah. She knew know. what to do. I knew she what knew to what do. to do. She I had a bag of tricks do. to pull from. Your second oh. marriage? You look like you're, like, 20 years old. Well, I appreciate that. I am not tw- 20. <laughs> I am. Uh, married once before. I think Mike and uh, and Lucy might have mentioned Did you forget his that. name? I, did. I was going to say Chris, but no one calls him Chris. That's <laughs> a romantic story. Yeah. Yes. Okay, uh, so let's talk about Justin and Leslie for a moment. Do you think that Justin is, like, taking on the other brother figure to Leslie that, you know, Danny might not be able to really be? I think that's kind of what he's trying to do when he says he'll take her to the party. Yeah, definitely. Oh, definitely. It's just like, you know, Danny's not the kind of guy who's going to be there for the emotional stuff and, like, the care, like the caring stuff. And he's... um that's just not what he does, and that's exactly what Justin does. So it felt like the conflict was was pretty natural and pretty right there for those two guys to get into it. Uh, and Chris, like, and I'm sorry, Danny doesn't really get bothered by it until he's called out on it, and then he realizes it, and then he has to go fix it and stuff. So, um, yeah, definitely, Justin's much more brotherly as a just as a person, I think, as a character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah. I kind of, I just at first I was like, oh no, is he trying to? Get with Leslie. I yeah, thought the weird. same thing. But thank goodness that's not the case. It's not well, the case, no. right? It's not Great. The case. You okay, wouldn't right. be down for that. Well, what about um, Justin and Candace? Can you yeah. guys give us any, you know, are they just like really similar or are they perfect yeah. together? We thought, I mean, we thought it would be cool. I mean, first of all, when Bridget Mendler said that she would do the show, that's sort of when we dove in creating Candace. But like, a female Justin is such a funny idea. It's some, giving him somebody to be... Because him and Danny are opposites, and that's what drives the show. But then to give him somebody that is the same uh, is added such a... You mentioned that this season is doing really well. It gives the show such a different layer and such a different look. And she can pull out different things in Danny and different things in Justin. And um, I think she's been my favorite part of the year from year one to year two, easily, for sure. I feel like she brings, like, a brighter element to the show. Does, yeah, that's what they were looking for, too. Someone who, you know, not, like, a, you see a lot of female characters on TV that are, like, jaded and, right. you yeah. know, sort of negative and right. about men especially. And she yeah. has this, this like, optimism that is, like, very bright and sunshiny. Yeah. And right. I think that's what the show 
needs. Yeah. Uh, jaded, jaded about men like you were after your divorce. <laughs> yeah, right? That's true. She, you changed everything yeah. for her. On the car ride over, she's all. like, don't talk about the divorce on the interview. And then I bring it up. And she like brings it up. <laughs> like um, an idiot. Can you imagine? <laughs> you imagine my surprise? <laughs> now we're talking about my divorced wife damaged goods. <laughs> all right. All right. Whatever. Oh, my God. Yeah, I want to be a girl on the car ride home. Yeah. yeah. It'll be a first. We're doing, like, relationship therapy right yeah. now. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. It feels good to say it. It feels good to get it out. And you can hear it yourself in your own ears. How awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Good. good Well, I love Bridget Mendler on the show. Like, last season, I covered the show as well, and we talked about how they really needed to be, like, a stronger female character. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, Leslie, like, I love Leslie, and I'm really glad she's still on it. I'm glad the episode was very, like, heavy on her storyline. But, you know, besides that, what was just, I'm sorry, what was Justin's girlfriend's name? Nikki. Nikki. Nikki became a little bit unlikable. Oh, really? Interesting. Interesting. I, I felt I felt that she yeah. did. This is what it's all about. Hit us with those opinions. We love that's to right. hear it. Let's yeah. get into it's it today. Constructive criticism. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, not, that's not gloss over stuff. Let's dive right into that stuff. <laughs> well, I mean, in a way, that's how you want, because she had to leave the show for whatever reason. So we, yeah. you guys had to make a reason for her to leave the show, but there needed to be a you know a female on the show that was positive and just happy and it's just funny yeah. because Bridget Mendler is a Disney star mm-hmm. and you know it and she and even tonight they referenced that because she didn't know what putting baby in the corner was mm-hmm. and she's like who put a baby in yeah. the corner <laughs> I love that joke stop playing that song or whatever yeah. she said yeah yeah and it's just funny because that is kind of like representative of her character that she is younger. They've mentioned it several times, and she's just mm-hmm. naive. And yeah. I'm really glad Danny um, is not taking advantage of her. That's all I have to say. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was we steered clear of that immediately. It was like there was no <laughs> shot of. Yeah, yeah absolutely, and, and it becomes like it's so nice. Like in the second episode of the year, where um, she's dating that jerk Trent. Mm-hmm. Because she's so much younger and nicer than Danny, it pulls out like a nicer side of him when he was protecting her and talking to her in her house. I don't know if you remember that scene. Yes. Um, like you couldn't get that scene last season because there was no character to pull that out of him. And uh, so I think Bridget has even helped Chris's character even. Like it just it's a, it's a different vibe to come off of. So she just um, softens everyone. Yeah. On the cast a little bit. A little bit. Yeah, she brings out the good in everybody. He mm-hmm. seems more like the bigger brother to her than he really mm-hmm. does to Leslie. Like, Leslie, they're just kind of like comrades, you yeah. know? And but this, the, yeah. And that's kind of what the whole thesis of the episode was, is that Leslie, Leslie's character is, is like this kind of rock solid, like, you know, she's got her shit together more so than anybody else at the bar. And Can we swear? Oh, yeah. Yes. Um, Do you have to beef it? Oh, I, can, I didn't even notice. I'm, like, so used I'm to that word. I'm calling everyone out today. I, I think uh, just no F word and we're good. All right. Great. Yeah. I'll, I'll keep a lid on it. Uh, <laughs> you should hear her at home. Oh, my gosh. Leslie has her stuff F together. This, S this. T this. Oh, I'm this. the worst. Um, <laughs> T and R. I'm like, what are these words? I need to you, be educated. You don't want to know. They're anyway, the worst. Leslie's character has her stuff together, Okay. And she, uh, so you don't, you forget, and I think that was what the idea of the sh- of this show was like you forget that she sometimes is, you know, vulnerable and and insecure. So it was nice to see him acknowledge that. Like you're always there for me. I'm the big, you know. I'm. I feel like yeah, you're there for me. I'm here for you now. So it was cool to see that. Yeah, dynamic. like you're talking about that. Yeah, where he's like, I didn't know you needed me to be yeah. there for you because you've always been there for me. And I thought that was such like a nice moment. For, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So when you all write then, do you bring more of the like female aspect into the writing? I feel like you were talking kind of for Leslie just now, so I'm like, Meh. 
Yeah, I was going to ask you goes, that. Are there any other female writers on the uh-huh. staff? Besides yeah, there's you? there's three other females. We have a we have a good uh, female voice of, of the show, mm-hmm. and naturally, yeah, we we write, you know, more in the female voice because we're girls. So, um, <laughs> yeah, but it's it's. But yeah, everybody writes for everybody, um, and I think that you have a good vibe on on Bridget's character because you're also so sweet and so nice and so honest, and she's sort of like. Now he says something. See, nice. there's a sweet moment. Yeah. Trying to save his yeah. ass. Your ex husband would never say that, by the way. Uh, he would. Um, <laughs> Jekyll and Hyde over uh, here. <laughs> <laughs> but she's more or less the Candace of our writers' room, I guess, sort of in a way, which is kind of cool. Were there so many? Were there that many female writers last season, or did? Because I know you just came on this season, right, mm-hmm. Allison? Yeah. Yeah, last year I want to say there were two. Okay, well yeah. that makes sense because she would make three. Heather and Jackie, mm-hmm. yeah. is that it? Yeah, last year was Heather and Jackie, and this year is Heather, Allison, Amy, and Laura. Oh, and then Laura oh, came on in the, ha- yeah. the second half of last year. Laura was added. Um, I knew there was one more. At the second, yeah, she was in the second half of the season. She came on. So being in the writer's room, how <clears throat> many writers exactly are there? And is there just one writer's assistant, or how, how do you guys break it down on this show? There's 14 people in the room, usually, right, with with the two showrunners. Mm-hmm. Um, one writer's assistant and one script coordinator. Yeah, but <clears throat> that's sort of the same thing. The script coordinator is just a higher-ranking writer assistant. So we have two assistants, mm-hmm. a PA, and uh, all the writers. Well, you used to be one of them, didn't you, John? Yeah, and I was not a good one. <laughs> and that's why you got <laughs> promoted. Yeah, I would try to do... I tried to get good jokes to the boss and then also be the worst at the assistant part of the job so that he would have to promote mm-hmm. me, and it worked. He's so bad. that's what I... He's that on purpose. That's, that's a really interesting way to go about it. That's what I recommend it. to everybody out there. So just be the worst possible. He was the, the worst for sure. <laughs> yeah. That makes a lot of sense now. Yeah. yeah. It was weird. You know, everybody has a different story, and mine is very weird, like... It's so cool. Like, Bill met me, Brent, and Rick at the same time. We were doing stand-up at the Improv, and he saw our show because he liked Brent. And he happened to meet all of us and like all of us. And then Adam came out and saw me perform, and the staff was set, and I wasn't um, on it. Um, I didn't have I didn't have good enough scripts yet at the time. Um, but they knew that I knew the guys and I knew their voice. So, like, they brought me in as a writer's assistant. Sort of like – it was sort of like a training year for me. Like, I got to learn – about the writers' room and about how TV works, and because they, and then in turn, I at, at least that's what they told me at the top of the season was like, you know, he, he knows Rick, he knows Brent, he knows what Crystalia can do, and so I kind of had an unfair, like a real writers' assistant works a lot harder than I did, and the job's a lot harder than what I did. I was just sort of like in training camp, more or less, and that's thanks to Bill and Adam giving me a break and giving me my first break and stuff. So. Then the next season, they were like, "We, you need to be part of the team or we can't do this. So then yeah. that's actually the sole reason we got married. Yeah. So we would get a right job. Yeah, yeah. To, get, to get her in the, in the to business. Get so did you guys have to, like, sign an agreement before you got married that, like, you would be on uh, whatever writing team he was on whatever show? I think that would have been very smart of you. Yeah. Perhaps. It's yeah. in our uh, prenup. Prenup. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We have a prenup for our assets, uh, mm-hmm. which are considerable. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> since I, be- I come from the DeWalt uh, tool 
fortune. And um, <laughs> I don't see why that's a joke. That's it's not uh, a joke. it's quite a fortune. I know. It just it uh, sounds like such a tooly thing is, to say. No pun this intended. This shirt is uh, a good one, by the way. <laughs> this shirt is tailored, and these are Ray-Bans, so you figure it out. You know what I mean? Wow. <laughs> Rich family. Oh, Thank wow. you so much. You're, you're welcome. So prenup to block her from that in case we get a divorce. Get she face. can't get any of the, <laughs> She can't have your Ray-Bans. None of the tool money. I bought him those Ray-Bans. Yeah, this so. was a Valentine's Day present. So. Oh, wow. Well, you can take it. You yeah. should take it. Yeah. But you know what? You guys are actually really cute together. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. No. Okay. Um, let's talk. Do you want to tell them the story of how we met? No, yeah. you. Please, Ooh, please. Let, let's tell it. We have the same leather man. And, uh, what is a leather what? man? You guys don't oh, know what a leather man is? No. fixes leather purses, leather Yeah, shoes. like if you have a purse or a shoe or like a, a bag and you need to get it fixed or cleaned or sized. Well, then you two are soulmates because yeah. who actually goes to a leather man? That's no one. No, well, everybody the in the two. DeWalt family does. Maybe <laughs> that's more of a tool fortune thing. But uh, I was there and I was picking out my boots. Um, I went through a boot phase. Soulmates, get it? Uh, there it is. That's two. Oh, yeah. That's two right there. I'm keeping score. That's two. <laughs> Thanks. I appreciate that. She was in there. Um, we started talking. Turns out she did improv. I did stand up and we started just chatting and away we went <laughs> as a ghost. Away we went. Away we went. As they say, <laughs> as comedy they say. ensued. Comedy ensued. <laughs> so, Allison, what's your background? So, you did improv, sketch comedy, I think I've yes. heard. Yes. Yeah. I did. Uh, I, I started at Second City in Chicago. I was doing shows there for a while and then. Came out here and did shows at I.O. and Second City and UCB, and uh, <sighs> that's pretty much it. And then I, I stopped doing that, and I started focusing on writing and kind of realized I enjoyed that a lot more. So I just focused on that. Yeah. And we wrote uh, two pilots together, and... Uh, and yeah, and the, the away we went. And then comedy ensued. And comedy ensued. ensued. Uh, <laughs> you guys need to have a show called And Comedy Ensued. Is that one of the name of your pilots? Because it should be. No, I think it's a horrible name for a show. <laughs> <at> all, <honestly>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just joking, America. That's not the name, though, to answer your question. No. Well, it's a good idea. I'll definitely consider that. Well, you know what? I'm going to take it then. It's fine. Yeah, when I, when I meet it. my future husband, because <clears> um, cause that's my dream, you know, to meet a writing partner slash producing partner mm-hmm. and... Uh, not have to worry about. We're very lucky. It's a good setup. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No complaints on this end. No, this end either. Great. No complaints. <laughs> Great. Well, John, tonight um, you named a character after uh, your father. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't on the. Um, it didn't get said out loud. It got cut. But uh, the tailor who tailors uh, uh, Bursky's suit is uh, the old man from Shelley's retirement home is Mr. DeWalt. Who dies? I thought it would be funny if my uh, dad was a character on TV and then died. Uh, so I called my dad and told him that he was dying on an episode of Undateable, and he loves it. He thought it was the coolest thing. <laughs> and then the tailor shop they go to is called Covered Bridge Tailor Shop, and that's my dad's company is Covered Bridge Studios in the south suburbs of Illinois. So oh. just shouting out all over the place. Yeah, plugging it in. He loves shouting out. I love shouting. Yeah, <laughs> you love shouting. I I love that, and I know that you know I uh, was next door neighbors with Rick Glassman growing up. Just gonna throw it out there, Rick. Oh. Respond to my Facebook really? message, by the way, buddy. <laughs> oh, really? Has Come he not on. responded? Um, no, and he's he's seen it twice. You know, and we you know I've I've known him since I was eleven years old. Do you want me to call him on speakerphone right now? <gasps> oh, please do yeah, it. Absolutely. <laughs> 
Let's do that. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah, you know what? If I get signal in here, we'll I, see. I'm ready, but I, uh, me and his mom talk a lot on Facebook. Oh, Deb, Debbie. Oh, she's Debbie. out of control, and I know <laughs> she really is out of I love you, Deb, if you're watching, but, uh, yes. I love this so much. <laughs> He might swear, by the way. And I'm not responsible. Great. I'm not taking any responsibility. Probably for that. having sex with his girlfriend. It's okay. <laughs> I think she left today for uh, a different country. We can for a different voice. country. Well, then maybe he'll respond now. Jesus. Maybe. I'm being personally offended at the length of time it's taking for him to answer his best friend's phone call. Oh. No voicemail for sure. Hello? Is he answering? Hello? Uh-oh. Rick. <laughs> hello, Rick. Well, hello, Better Rick. Next time. Hey, I oh, no, lost the signal, you guys. Oh, it would have been funny. You can imagine. I, awesome. I really wish Sorry that would have happened because um, <laughs> that was great. You know, no, today he uh, read my message again. Um, and How do you then, know he read your message? You can see on Facebook when someone reads your uh, message. Oh yeah. no! Yeah, so um, I'm just gonna <laughs> keep on saying it. And he was talking about uh, him watching his girlfriend like walk around naked, and at the same time when he was reading my message. So I understand why he didn't respond. So. <laughs> It's okay, yeah. I huh. guess, Rick. I guess in real well, life, he's pretty dateable. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I apologize for uh, wasting your time with the phone call bit and then doing that horrible pun joke. So. God, that, that would have been so awesome. I actually would have laughed so hard and so would have my yeah. mom and Debbie. Debbie would have been happy about that one. So I'm hoping he calls back. You grew up next, right next door to him. Yes, I did. And he was six years older than me. So, you know, oh. when you're young, that's like a freaking whole yeah. way older than you. But sure. yeah. I always used to watch him playing basketball. Was it good? Um, you know, he looked good to me from oh, my window. Looked good, I noticed. You yeah, said. my mom used to say when I was younger, he used to make some creepy comments about me, which I, oh. I I'm very flattered by. Um, <laughs> so yeah. wow, yeah. we're gonna have to find out. It's a lot of uh, it's a lot, lot of information. I know <laughs> it is. Uh, sorry, uh, apologies. Okay, so moving on. Let's um, <laughs> let's get into Danny, which yeah. he's not, you know, a super huge plotline this episode, which is kind of refreshing. Not that we don't love him, but mm-hmm. it's nice to see other people shine. Sure. Um, Even I, though I loved all of his twenty second. Yeah, forgetting people were in the room. I kind of want to see that continue <laughs> yeah. on in yeah. other episodes. Yeah. And uh, I loved his fake love making. I yeah. just want to throw that out there. That was mm-hmm. really good. We that bit live went on for like a good minute and a half. Yeah. It was crazy. And it's the second time we've tried it. So we did it. Oh, really? In the, we did it in the wedding episode uh, with the wedding engagement party mm. where Bursky and Leslie are dancing. And we've already established that Danny l- loves himself and is the perfect man <laughs> for himself. So he comes out and is dancing with himself next to them and then ends up just making out with himself on the table. And it, it obviously had to get cut for time, but uh, our showrunner, Bill and Adam, loved it so much they wanted to let him do it again. And, and on this night, he did it for a good two or three minutes. Just tongue and everything, and doing all the moves and stuff. It was pretty, pretty impressive, actually. Yeah, that it was, was pretty impressive. I actually even liked the calling out of the difference between the swipes. I was like, oh, yeah. you know, that's true. Actually, <laughs> yeah. I think that's right. <laughs> well, he. I think the swipes were written by Craig Doyle, who actually yes. wrote the episode, and uh, that's it's always super impressive. I want to shout out a joke because so we're 
all production week, we're rewriting the script every day, and there's rehearsals every day, and run-throughs every day, and rewriting every day after every run-through. So if a joke makes it from the original first version all the way to television, it's a really big victory. And uh, Craig had like two or three jokes do that, including the swiping, and including uh, when Justin is talking about his big brother, little brother experience, and goes, he was executed <laughs> oh. by the state. Uh, that's a, that's it's an all-time Hall of Fame joke. It actually, awesome. there was more to it. It was he was executed by the state for driving a snowcat through a Panda Express and they cut the second half. But it, I was I died every time that was read. It was so funny. Yeah, when we were watching it, you you were like, oh, they cut that. And yeah. I was like, wait, what? I don't because even know if he awesome. said it. That if he, if it they ended, even, I don't think the it, laugh was so big. Yeah, the laugh at he was executed by the state was so big that yeah. they cut the second half. But man, that made me laugh. It's so great. So, so I mean, good. there's a live audience there every week, mm-hmm. and so you guys like kind of or the producers or whomever decide what they're going to cut based on how many laughs the live audience gets um yeah it's i mean it's different all week so we go down to the set and watch them rehearse every day and we'll rewrite it every day and then if something is dying on tape night we'll rewrite it on the fly in the moment and then bill and adam will run the actors and their new lines out and they'll memorize it on the spot and take two will be different and um then on take three once we have it, we let the actors improvise and add on or tweak things if they want. And sometimes, a lot of the times, their stuff makes it, too, in editing. So it's always cool to see. Because when we watch an episode, we film so much material that we we, mm-hmm. we get surprised to see what made it and what didn't make it. So it's kind of fun that way. That's really cool. Yeah. You guys' like, extra scenes and blooper reels and stuff are just yeah. amazing. Everything I've seen yeah, those online are fun, is right? really funny. Yeah, we cut like 10 to 15 minutes of like jokes every episode. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's crazy. Yeah. Well, okay. I just I'm gonna ask you guys a bunch of questions and but like wrap up this episode <laughs> really Sorry. quickly. Sorry. But I have a lot of questions to ask you guys. Did you just spit water? Everything? No, no, no. I was clearing my throat. Because now rest. you're calling me out. I will. <laughs> <laughs> um. Really? No, it doesn't matter. No, I'm not gonna clean that up anyway. Sure. Um. <laughs> okay. So basically, Bursky gets burned big time because Danny hooks Leslie up with some random like ex-con that's now straight, which she loves which is very funny mm-hmm. <laughs> and painful because sometimes I feel like I'm the same way. Um, <laughs> and seeing that... So it's on, relatable. You're yeah. in, I'm alone. It's this. relatable. Yeah, it's, yeah, you got it. You got it. It's relatable. Bursky gets burned. He gets, you know, his whole suit tailored and he, you know, Rick looks, he looks good. Yeah, handsome man. Not as good as he did on the basketball court next yeah. door to my house. <laughs> that goes without saying. So there's two things that we know about Rick. It's that he can wear a pair of basketball shorts and he can wear a suit. So And that's yeah. it. That's it. He yeah. looks terrible in everything else. <laughs> <laughs> no. And he gives the best, best man speeches at our wedding. That was amazing. Oh, it was. It was a great. He crushed it. And I was crying and laughing. It was perfect and beautiful. And I promise you, it was better than the best man speech at your first wedding, for sure. So... <laughs> Well, Dale's brother did. We're going to say it's three exactly or four times sober. he's brought it up. Now. I feel like no, that same. may still be a competitive. Whatever. Kind <laughs> yeah. of issue with the. Uh, yeah, what's the only problem? There. Whatever. He, his, her, her ex produces uh, Worcestershire sauce. Like, that's his job. Like, he like has a. He works company. in the factory. A fa- he works, sorry. He works in the factory making a Worcestershire sauce. So, my joke is. You're the worst. Just so. your sauce. That's what he says. So. It's a yeah. terrible. But I'm moving on, and yeah. I'm just enjoying our new marriage together. Yeah. So we can work on that joke. You know, yeah. I think it, it could be a. We could, we could make something of it. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. it. Yeah, definitely. So let's talk about next week's episode. 
two episodes, which is very exciting. I correct me if I'm wrong, fans. I think it's the first time it's been done on television. You know, Thirty Rock had their live show, but this time Undateable is having one hour live show East Coast time, then another hour live show West Coast time. Yes, correct. It's crazy. We just today came from the first run through and rehearsal of it, and right now we're rewriting and tweaking and improving and, and punching it up. Uh, we just came from the writers' room and we're about to go back and do it. It is so funny. And so scary because, yeah, I mean, first to do a live show is crazy. Like 30 Rock did it and it was really good and really impressive and a bunch of shows have done it. But we're also doing it for an hour. And no sitcom has ever done a live one-hour show ever in the history of television. So it's kind of scary and exciting. And, you know, when a show is twice as long as usual, like you can – it's a different structure. Things could go wrong differently or the actors have twice as much stuff to do and memorize. So – who knows what will happen? They only get one take at it, and uh, awesome. I can't wait to watch it. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. I was telling them earlier, like Brent, we we like when when we first found out we were doing it, he was like Brent Moore and just plays Justin on the show, and he he found out and he was like, oh, that's super cool, and I'm used to it because I'm a stand up and whatever. And then like progressively, as it gets closer and closer, every time we hang out, he's like, yeah, no, it's good. I'm not. It's fine. I'm a little nervous now. I'm getting a little. <laughs> nervous. He's like yeah. sweating it a little more, but it's yeah. those that is. That's good that they're, there's their stand-ups. They know yeah. like what it is to perform live, and they I think they understand the pressure yeah. of that. So that helps, but I think. And it has slowly dawned on them that yeah. it will be an hour, an hour. Of national television live with one shot at it. So yeah. it's, what could go so wrong? So cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then doing it the exact same episode again and trying yeah. to keep it consistent. For the West that's yeah. so yeah. cool. Yeah, I mean that's crazy. I'd be freaking out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. I'm really excited to see like what the differences will be. You know, if uh, the first or second will be funnier depending on you know who. I mean, Who knows? you just don't know. But is the reason the like they're doing this? You guys are doing this because everyone is a stand-up, so they think that they're better on their feet, or is it you know? Because on Thirty Rock, not everybody was a stand-up comedian, right? Obviously, right. but they had been on air a lot longer than Undateable, yeah. and has. they had like SNL guys, and they had like improv guys. Uh, I think with us, our our. Ours is different than 30 Rock because they were a single cam, so they never filmed in front of an audience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When we film our regular episodes, uh, it's such a crazy high energy, and it's so fun, and the guys are messing up and laughing, and because they're live performers, like it's the most fun multicam tape night ever, I, I believe. Uh, and so I think that this is an effort to show America that environment, like what Undateable's like live, mm-hmm. um, because it's so... It's just like loud. It's like a stand-up show, but it's, it's a play. It, yeah, it's, it's crazy. so it's super so cool. fun. It's just like it's fun. Like they're yeah. the guys are improvising and they're you know doing bits for longer and they're messing up. They're and, making each other laugh on purpose. Yeah. They want them to mess up, and it's just it's crazy. That's it's awesome. Yeah, it's yeah. Fun. So are you guys rehearsing like ten times more than normal? Uh, no. No, really? <laughs> no. <laughs> Maybe like an extra day or two. I think they might come in on like Sunday or Saturday, but it's gonna, it's the, about the same amount of rehearsal time <laughs> as a regular episode, so. <laughs> It's uh, definitely tune in. You're gonna have to watch it. It'll be perfect. So, how much leeway are the guys and ladies gonna get as far as you know, script versus riffing? Or because I know there's a lot of improv on the show sometimes. (laughs) No idea. We'll find out. (laughs) I would. I would think that they are probably gonna not be able to do as much improvising as they normally do, just because there is definitely a Mm -hmm. time constraint that they need to. So we can't edit stuff out really. So. I would think that they have to stick pretty close to the script. But uh, if they mess up lines, if they forget lines, they have to improvise their way out of it. Mm-hmm. If they, 
are laughing. They have to improvise their way out of it. Um, there's still going to be like spots where they can tweak the joke to be funnier. Like sometimes, you know, we'll give them one joke and they'll say it the same joke, but just punch it up. So it's mm-hmm. like the same length. It's just they have funnier words in their head. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they do that where it's not adding a ton. They'll probably be doing a lot of that, I imagine. But uh, yeah. Will it piss you off if they do that? No, we no. love it. We think it's great. It's so unique. I mean, there's not many shows let actors do that. Like, um, I know of I know of great improvisers who are on long running successful TV shows who are like some of the best improv actors in the world, and their writers and bosses don't let them do anything. Like, it has to be to the comma, to the period, exactly mm-hmm. the line. Yeah. So, I think yeah. it's a cool idea by Bill. Um, Bill created the show with Adam because he wanted to bring stand-ups back to multicam and he wanted to use their live energy as an asset and let them go and I think it's to his credit it's really fun mm-hmm. yeah really he definitely awesome. pleases the writers and the um, the actors in that he like he'll he'll make the act- actors do one take that is in the <clears throat> script like read the line in the script and then after that he'll let them riff on or whatever improvise whatever they want to do so there's one of you know we have takes of both which is is nice. Yeah. yeah. But this time, you don't know what's going to happen. Nope. nope. I think that's great. It's like theater. <laughs> yeah. I think it's awesome. Yeah. It'll be cool to watch that. Are there yeah. going to be two different audiences for East and West yeah. Coast? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're bringing in a different audience, yeah. So that'll be cool to see it's how, really cool. mm-hmm. you know, two different audiences feel about it. Yeah. All right. Well, that is all the time we have for tonight, guys. Nice. Our uh, lovely Allison and John, Thank where you. can we find you on the internet? Oh, uh, I'm I'm not really on. I, I'm on Facebook and Instagram, but I don't I don't do Twitter. I should start. I tried doing it and I didn't. It didn't go well. Okay, so if you want to talk to Allison, you can just talk to John. Mm-hmm. John. Yeah, I'm at John Dewalt on Twitter. No H. Uh, and Dewalt spelled just like the Tool Company because of my rich family. <laughs> <coughs> sorry, sorry, that was loud. I'm so sorry. What tools so sorry. of tool yeah. making? Yeah. <laughs> gotcha there. You got me. You've been getting me all night. All hey, day. you started it. Sure. <laughs> all right, Hannah, where can we find you? You all can find me on Instagram and Twitter at the Hotshot Dude. Uh huh. Oh yeah. Yeah. She's very special. (laughs) And don't forget to follow AfterBuzz TV at AfterBuzz TV on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, YouTube, SoundCloud, basically everything you could possibly do. And me, Sam Davidson at SamDavidsonEntertainment.com and on Twitter and Instagram at SamD43. We will see you guys next week. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. Buzz you later. You nailed it. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.